You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. On the Sabbath, Jesus went to dine at the home of one of the leading Pharisees. He said to the host who invited him, When you hold a lunch or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or sisters, or your relatives, or your wealthy neighbors, in case they may invite you back and you have repayment. Rather, when you hold a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. Blessed indeed will you be because of their inability to repay you. For you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In the first reading we have, I think we move on tomorrow to a different topic, that's correct. And so it's the closing reflections of St. Paul in the letter to the Romans about the relationship between Christians and Jewish people and the challenge for the Christians to process the rejection of Jesus by the Jewish people in general as a main body, many Jewish people accepted him personally. They were called by Jesus and they followed him. I also know a number of Jewish people who have accepted Jesus. And it's very interesting to note that they never become Christian through preaching, let's say, at them or to them or trying to convince them. They are all of the ones I know of, and I hear this from others, they come from an interior call, from inside. And it's like Jesus called Peter and Andrew and James and John, Mary Magdalene, even our Blessed Mother, when her calling to become the mother of the Savior was a very personal call. Also Joseph, in his support of Mary as her spouse, and presumed father of Jesus, uh, his was also a personal response to a personal interior call. And then it's interesting to see that the people that was prepared to receive the Messiah um, entered into such a relationship of contrast to the Messiah. And for somebody like Paul, who was... Or, deeply proud and identified with his Jewish reality. It was a great struggle to process the lot of the people, the lot, the destiny, the fate, the the, um, consequences for the Jewish people of having rejected the Messiah. And so in these texts of chapters 9, 10, and 11, It's the struggle of Paul to deal with this very difficult issue. And he was heartbroken. And he said, 
you know, I would even sacrifice my own eternal salvation to save my people. An extraordinary attitude of love, the total gift of love of self to rescue his beloved people. And in all of this struggle, we have this fascinating line that comes forth, and it has been a pivotal, a pivotal line for the Christian understanding of the Jewish people also in modern times, that the gifts and the call of God are irrevocable. God does not revoke his gifts. Parents give a lot of themselves to bring a child into the world and raise the child and make them capable of living. Without the parents, we would be completely poor. We, would, we wouldn't make it. And if we did make it, it would be a miserable survival. Our substitutes for parents then eventually, when a parent dies or both parents die and a child is orphaned, a lot of effort is brought together for many people to make sure that that child can still flourish. And when we think about God, he gives his gifts, he doesn't take them back. Those parents who give so much to their children, they would never think of taking it back. The, the gift of self is, is, the, is the exchange of love. It's the cost of love. It's the pouring out of that personal um, treasure into these new lives that are coming up. And that's just a shadow of God's love. So when God gives his gifts to people, he doesn't take them back. And this is the insight that is very marvelous, really. And in the time, in, through the course of Christian history, sometimes Christians have interpreted some lines of scripture as that God rejected his people. And there is this type of language in the prophets it's like a pedagogical language shaking up the people and saying, put your head on, think, reflect, let your heart turn back to God because you're breaking the covenant. God will throw you away. And then this language sometimes has been the basis of an interpretation that the people are rejected. But from this line of the letter to the Romans, the gifts and the call of God are irrevocable. And just think about that for your gifts for your personal gifts. It's very powerful, very beautiful. There's another line in the, in the psalm that's very powerful for me today, and I, I really uh, uh, treasure it. And it's the same really principle that St. Paul has here. It's in Psalm 69. For the Lord hears the poor, and his own who are in bonds he spurns not. Who is in bonds? Okay, the hostages right now are in bonds. And people confined in a war area are in bonds. People who are abused by others are in bonds. But also we can be in bondage interiorly through addictions, through gradual self-indulgence when we should be self-giving instead of just taking for ourselves and then we become slaves of possessions we could become slaves of behaviors behavior patterns we could become slaves of bad relationships and we allow ourselves to be taken into a relationship that's not proper we can be slaves of fame 
which is also a kind of fake relationship, and we could be slaves of different powers. And the Lord hears the poor, and his own who are in bonds, he spurns not. And we have the experience of people who hurt us, even if they're close to us, we don't talk to them. We scorn them, we spurn them, we send them away, we, don't ignore, we ignore them. Uh, we could even become harsh and violent verbally and emotionally and even physically with people. And this is not God. This is not the heart of God. His own who are in bonds, he spurns not. And the biggest bondage is sin and being led by evil spirit and not by the Holy Spirit. And the last thought, just to wrap up from the gospel, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. What are you doing for heavenly reward? We do many things to please people. We do many things to grin and bear it, kind of fatalistic, need to get it done. Doing things for heaven. Doing things for eternal reward. The, Jesus encourages this. You will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. What did you do today for heavenly reward? What injustice did you endure? What difficulty at work did you endure? What effort to improve relationships did you do? And maybe it was rebuffed. And say, Lord, I give it up to you. Then we will have our reward forever in heaven. What a great way to live. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Magdala, follow us on YouTube and on Facebook.